Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. Do you remember your first year? Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and ready to take over campus. You had all the support from your residence, orientation week, seniors to guide you along your first year. Then boom, you're a senior student. And now you're thinking beyond the campus about your future in a realistic way. Am I going to land the job that I want? How do I stand out from the rest of the pack? But firstly, I need to fund my studies and livelihood. How do I do that? I can't afford to fail this class. Now, how do I make sure that my marks stay the same? As you're thinking, a dozen other challenges appear from the woodworks as you're thinking now about your future. But then I ask you, do you know about the ACEP tutorial program? Do you know about hashtag secure the grad, the senior experience and student success initiative? Or do you know about Diamond League? All of these are initiatives that are available on campus that can answer all of these questions that you have. These are all initiatives birthed and bred by our guest today, Evodia Mohanyan, a student learning and success-focused area head at the University of the Free State under the Center of Teaching and Learning. With 14 years of service underneath her belt in student support, she has led a program that has impacted over 18,300 students and is the largest student employer at the University of the Free State, having employed over 400 tutors. She did this having gotten her bachelor's in statistics and then got her honors in the bachelor's of commerce in business management and her master's in developmental studies. She is a golden key member a strategic leader in higher education, has a keen interest in people development, student success, and employability, and she is a leadership and management specialist. Please help me welcome Ivodia Mohanyan. Thank you, Dorato. Um, I think I was wondering, is she talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've, you've done all of these things. I'm, I hope you feel proud of yourself. This is a long bio. I, I really do. Um, and I think it, it sort of gives you goosebumps uh, because you're constantly running. And I don't think we have a lot of time to reflect and take stock of um, the impact we've made and what we've actually been able to achieve in such a short space of time. So I really feel a lot of grace just listening to, to my own bio. To your own work <laughs> and your own ideas having come to life. This is beautiful. Now, 14 years of service. You've done this for 14 years. Now, um, being under student support. Please tell me a little bit about your journey, how you got into it, how it's going now. What are your future plans going forward? All right. So I, I think I'm one of the lucky ones uh, just reflecting about my professional uh, career. Uh, my career actually started off in student support as a tutor at the University of the Free State. So I was tutoring statistics uh, for first year students and I was then a third year student. So my journey has sort of seen a lot of twists, turns, speed bumps, potholes, detours, uh, name them all. And that's my student journey. But my professional journey, I must say, the moment I became a tutor in what was then called the NATP New Academic tutorial program and now branded A-STEP. Um, I started there, became a tutor, the following year became a research assistant, um, very similar to what the support team members and the interns are doing in the program now, you know, sort of doing the administration, helping the tutors sort themselves out. And then a couple of years later, or actually 18 months later, funny enough, my journey almost had like a nine months, 18 months, I would move into a new position. And it's almost like I would create this for me. So the more we streamlined the processes, 
uh, a new role would emerge and I would have to lead that new role. Um, then I became uh, detour, became a secretary of the current senior director when his secretary moved abroad. Um, and there, I think, was a good moment to get a holistic picture of what the department looked like. Would you believe it that then CTL was not even formed? Um, so the Center for Teaching and Learning didn't exist. And I had the opportunity as the secretary to sort of give a little bit of insight around how the building would look, how we need to think about the structuring of people and the focus areas. Um, and little did you know, there was not even place for me in that structure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as, as, as my destiny would have it, a couple of months in that, I think about 19, 20 months in it, uh, my successor then resigned. Um, and I was then appointed as the head of the tutorial program. Uh, and that's for me when, you know, my vision, what I've been thinking about from the time I was a tutor and how the program could get better and improve, I started implementing what you would know as a teaching and learning coordinator because it didn't even exist. Uh, so we created this big structure because we had all these tutors. I remember then when I took over the program, the leadership of the program, we were recorded as the fastest growing tutorial program in the country. Wow. Um, uh, and I mean, we're just booming and growing and growing. So we needed a structure to solidify that. And I think that's where my leadership also grew. I grew as a professional. I was also studying full time. Um, you're traveling across the campuses. Uh, but I think because I had a huge passion for the work I did. Uh, and the nicest thing about our work is we get to see tangible impact and results almost on a daily basis, although it's long-term work, but you really get to see how students' life changes. So that's really how my career grew um, and how it started developing. So we had the teaching and learning coordinators and it was the first in the country also. So very, this is a position that doesn't exist in how it looks like right now, almost anyway in, in higher education space in South Africa. Um, so it's the first for us, we are pioneering this type of work. Um, and yeah, so I think for many years we did that and then boom, we had the senior student experience, which many of our listeners who are at the University of Free State might know as hashtag secure the grad. Um, and that's a vision, you know, we had out of research that we got from the students when senior students said we feel all alone and not cared for at this institution. And I think that has really been my journey. But one of the things that I, I love about this um, is the whole people development. Um, that I get to be involved in, as you rightfully said in my bio. So we employ over 400 tutors year on year, mm. um, every year. And that's, that really is the part of my job that I take serious more than any other part of it, because I believe if you have the right people, um, your vision can come to pass. Wow. Now, having hear you speak, um, it felt so like everything was snowballing into the right direction. Everything worked out in places where um, maybe you didn't study for it, but your passion is fed off from what you have been doing. Um, so our dear listeners, if you're looking for employment, you know who to DM. <laughs> <laughs> you know who to DM. Now, um, now, speaking about your current role, this probably, you can tell me if I'm wrong, has um you, you are using what you studied for, which is statistics, but not at a larger scale that we would think um, what statisticians would then work as. Um, having seen that the ball was rolling, why didn't you stop it and say, but I wanted to be a statistician. I, I, I don't want to currently do what I'm doing now. What was the process to say, okay, I'm going to go this way and not go for what I studied for? Yeah. 
So the nicest thing about doing a BCom in statistics and not a BSc mm-hmm. is that you get to major in a lot of the business modules. So I majored in economics as well as business management. Um, so a lot of strategy and how businesses function. Um, and to come to think of it, I'm actually using a big chunk of that in my role um, and almost every part of my role. So how you put together a vision for your business, how you put together a strategy for your business, how do you put together goals? How do you put human resources in place? How do you measure those goals? So the different value chains of how your business would function. Um, and actually, if you think of universities, universities are businesses. If you think of a department, I see my department as a business that employs people, that is a product that it needs to put out there, that is a product that it needs to market. Um, I need to look at how the economy is functioning. I need to look at the political climate of the institution, of the country, you know, uh, and all those things I got to learn about in my undergraduate um, mm. and thinking about the different internal, external environment and how that impacts strategy and my goals and the product I need to release out there, which is tutoring um, and support programs. So I think to a large extent, I'm using quite a lot of my degree. The statistics part, though, how I knew that this is not for (laughs) me is it didn't, one, it didn't come naturally, Um, as opposed to the economics, the reasoning, the analytical thinking. So the only thing that came naturally was analytical thinking. But there were formulas. Uh, I, I could do it, but I just thought, ah, and then what? <laughs> you know, and I saw, I think I had the privilege of seeing what real statisticians do on a day-to-day basis. And I figured, this can't be me. I love talking. I love engaging. I love building relationships. Now, the part of the statistics I would liked was the interpretation and the so what now going to tell a story of what the numbers are telling us and helping people make decisions based on what the numbers are telling us and doing trend analysis and helping people get a picture of what is behind this or what is the statistics telling us so that is at least what i got out of that degree but i just knew that i'm not going to sit there crunch numbers figure out models um repeat the same thing over and over and over and over just applying it to different problems. I just knew that I can't do that. But I knew that I wanted to understand um, the math behind it. I wanted to understand the logic and the reasoning behind it and the analytics behind it, because that's what I use in my day-to-day work. Why are students not passing? Are they passing? What characteristics do they have in common, those who are passing versus those who are not passing? You know. Um, What's the impact of what you are bringing to the student? Is it helping? Is it not helping? Is there any statistical difference? So those type of things. And what impact does it have on the institution and its vision? So that I get to do. And I think that's also part of my job that I love convincing people. I love convincing people. Um, So, uh, yeah. So, and I think... I think a large part of my degree, and that's why I love it, I wouldn't change it for the world, um, is I get to use it in my everyday life. But what part of your job is mundane and difficult to do? (sighs) The difficult part of it is almost when I have to do the disciplinary processes, when the relationship is no longer working out with a fellow employee. Um, That is the most 
difficult part of my job. Uh, one, because I generally don't like conflict. I don't mind confrontation, but I don't like when things are not gelling. I don't like when there's tension in the room and often the disciplinary processes bring that tension. It brings the element of mistrust. It brings the element of betrayal. People tend to feel betrayed or you don't have my back. Um, and you sort of have to have that difficult discussion with someone around, yeah, things are not going well. What's the next step for you? That's been, it's been few and far apart. I'm lucky in that it's been few and far apart, but the few times that I've had to do it, that has been the most hardest and most horrible part of my job. Um, because, you know, you establish relationship with people, you know, their dreams, you know, they, you also know their challenges and their realities. Uh, but the, also that part of the job also still needs to get done. Um, so that's a part that's hard and that I really dislike. Um, the mundane part is because I am very particular about who I hire and who I bring into my team. Everything from a student assistant to an intern to the head of the faculty. Very meticulous and particular about that. The mundane part is when 600 people apply for a job and I have to sift through every single CV, sure. cover letter, and type in into an Excel sheet so that when we do the shortlisting, I can justify why we did not pick these people and why we're recommending these people for shortlisting. Um, and someone would say, why don't you get a program to do it for you? No, I want to see, I want to read every single CV because I want to make sure I'm not missing out on the right talent. Uh, as much as it's important and I do it and I have to do it and I want to do it, it is so mundane because imagine Lerato having to go through every single document that has been submitted for a job application. 600 applicants. <laughs> 600 applicants. Now imagine yourself um, as the face of student support, yeah. right? Um, and now you're standing in a group full of, uh, a room full of students who are asking you, um, what is the one thing we don't know about your job? What's the, what's the one secret we don't know about your job as a student support leader? Two things, I think. And we asked for one. <laughs> and I think two things. One, I get to conceptualize and consult on developments of softwares and new technologies. And I don't think, if you think university, student support, you're not thinking IT and software. So I get to do that. And I think that's the fun part of my job. That's pretty cool. And secondly, I also get to consult on buildings. Um, so quite a lot of the, if you're on the Bloemfontein campus, even Kwakwa, quite a lot of the buildings that you see, we have been one of the key, or myself, I've been one of the key stakeholders that has consulted around how the look and the shape of the buildings need to be, what they need to be considering. And so, so the Mott Lake building, the multilingual Academy of Multilingualism, um, even the CTL, its floor plan uh, in the library. So those are some of the buildings that uh, we have or myself have an opportunity to consult and provide strategic direction with the architects, of course, on how it should look like and what it should consider for, for the future. Guys, you, we walk around with people on campus, you don't think they're making such important decisions <laughs> about how should my chair look like in that, in that venue. But thank you so much, Ivo. And now we're moving on to our last segment of um, 
of our interview. This is called the fire questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the fire round. So I'm going to ask you speed questions. Okay. You don't think about it. You don't spend more than a second on it. Okay, I'm going to ask you, are you ready for our fire questions? And you're going to say fire away. Okay, are you ready for our fire questions? Fire away. Coffee or tea? Tea. Sweet or salty? Salty. Remote on site? On site. Every morning I? Pray and yell at my kids, at least one of them. <laughs> my favorite word is? Impact. Impact. Okay, great. Thank you so, so much, Ibori. That's the end of our interview. Our listeners, I know you guys have taken so many words of wisdom um, around this conversation. Thank you so much for now dropping those gems on us. Um, and guys, please tune in into our next podcast. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I really hope uh, someone can take at least something out of this conversation. Can can students email you and reach you anyway? Of course. So, uh just in terms of official channels, uh, email, uh, you can email me directly. So if you want to, for tutorials, obviously a step, uh, a step at ufs.ac.za uh, for secure the grad, secure the grad at ufs.ac.za. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram at hashtag secure the grad or follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, where we share a lot of the videos, interviews that we have uh, with internal and external stakeholders, and that's also secure the crowd on YouTube. Thank you so, so much. Okay, guys, our, our fingers must start using those, those buttons. Okay, that's the end. Thank you, Lerato. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.